It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Washington Wizards get a dub, back-to-back dubs, defeating the Dallas Mavericks. It's been a while since the Wizards have won in Dallas. So this was big, man. Beautiful game from Bradley Bill. Beautiful clutch plays for Daniel Grafford, getting them rebounds, posterizing Porzingis. Dub, baby. Let's get it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, guys? Another Locked On Wizards episode after another Wizards dub back to back. Once again, guys, thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Ed, I'm happy, man. I'm happy. I got some gripes with a certain player, but before I get to him, and I think everybody know who I'm talking about, what's your main takeaways from the game, man? Let's get to it. Um, Grit, man. Hunger. Resiliency, toughness, fight, man. Daniel Gaffer getting back-to-back offensive rebounds, kicking out to Kuzma to hit a three, kicking out to KCP to knock down a shot. I mean, this guy was all over the place. I love Daniel Gaffer. That poster on Porzingis, I, I want I want a gif of that on Twitter so I can just replay that and post it every day uh, from here on out when Gaffer makes a good play. But that's the Gafford I want to see. That's the Gaffer that got that three-year $40 million extension, and he was not playing good basketball. He was not playing up to my standards or to to his standards or to anybody's standards. He was not playing Daniel Gafford basketball in the first 10 to 12 games of the season. I think last the Thunder game has lit a fire under him, those eight blocks that he had the career high, and he's playing Daniel Gafford basketball. He's just playing at 100 miles an hour. He's, he's playing under control and not fouling. He's learning how to do that. I love that from him. He had, what, two fouls. From Daniel Gafford last year would have been five fouls, and he played good defense on Porzingis, solid defense on him. Got Cauley Stein in foul trouble. Um, Dwight Powell, he played really well, and they have athletic bigs, so he he didn't do this against slouches. Daniel Gafford Gafford had a heck of a game. This was a team effort, a collective effort. Seven players in double figures. Kyle Kuzma with 22 points hit some clutch uh, buckets down the stretch. Bradley Bill, this was his best game of the season, in my opinion. He didn't put up 40 points or 30 points. He had 26 points, but he played within himself. He started off with five for five or six for six from the field. He was sizzling hot in that first quarter, picked it up in the second half, only shot one three, one three all game, and made that three. Um, got his teammates involved, seven assists as well, and uh, five boards. So a good all-around game from Bradley Bill. We just want to see him do that with Spencer Dinwiddie on the floor. We want to see these guys be able to be aggressive at the same time and play um, good basketball together. We just haven't seen that consistently from those two. So that's something I'm looking forward to when Spencer Dinwiddie does come back. KCP had a great game too, uh, 16 points, a little uh, got a little carried away with dribbling at times. 
But um, he he had some huge shots. That that mid range shot and then knocking down the free throws in the clutch. I thought the Dallas Mavericks waited a little too long to foul. But shout out to Jason Kidd and the Mavericks for trying to force a turnover that wasn't going to happen. Um, Kispert, wow, uh, he came in and did more than some veterans that we want <laughs> that are supposed to be uh, shooting specialists. He came in and did a lot more than somebody else who's supposed to be a shooting specialist. This man cut to the bat. He didn't hit threes, but you know what? The threat of him being a shooter, they were, you know, face guarding him or, or you know, guarding him out of the three-point line. And he, he said, you know what? I'm a backdoor cut. And he did it twice. Not once, but twice. But I need him to make that free throw. You got to make that A1 free throw. You are a shooter, Kispert. So you got to make that A1 free throw. I thought Denny provided some good minutes. Um, you know, he made a layup in the beginning, made a three-pointer. I thought he provided good minutes. Uh, Traz is Traz, man. His energy is just unmatched coming off the bench. Um, how old Neto, man? How about him drawing that foul on Luca? Um, getting Luca's fifth, getting Luca his fifth foul, and Hollow went to the free throw line for that too. So what a what a what a great heads up play by Hollow Neto. He is good at flopping sometimes. He did that last year. I remember he flopped against Toronto against Gary Trent Jr. He made a three, but Hollow Neto did a heck of a job selling that. You brought it up early before we started recording. Um, you wanted to see the guys push the pace, and I think you're right. I was kind of like, I don't know if we want to push the pace because that's just not our game. We don't do well when we push the pace. But seeing what the guards did today, Aaron Holiday had big minutes. He started the game. He didn't score a lot, but he had a good box out at one point, and he was able to push the pace and kind of control the game at some times. You know, um, he had seven points, two rebounds, three assists. Him and Holonetto, they were able to push the pace. Holonetto got downhill a lot of times. He got some easy layups because he was just getting downhill and playing um, strong basketball. He had 13 points, six assists, and five boards, five for eight, and hit two big threes down the stretch that we really needed from Hollow Neto. So all around good game, seven guys in double figures. We out-rebounded them. Um, we still turn over the ball a little too much for my liking, um, but we hit clutch free throws, rebounded the ball well. We had 28 assists tonight. We This is the this is the formula of if we want to win games. Having one in Dallas in what, six or seven years or something like that. Um, and I, I want to read this stat, too, about the Wizards in the clutch. Um, we, we won a lot of nail biters. But uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. Oh, the Washington Wizards are now 10 and 1 in clutch games when the score differential is less than five with five minutes or less remaining this year. Like you, like you keep saying, we're the comeback kids. We didn't really come back in this game. It was, it was a back and forth. Like, there was a lot of, a lot of lead changes and ties mm-hmm. and whatnot. But we are, we are the, um, the, 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 the raise your blood pressure team right now. We really are. We win games. That have been very close, and that's that's how you're going to win in the playoffs. You know, there's going to be a lot of close games. You just got to find ways to win. So shout out to West Unsell Jr. He called himself out about being out coached by the Pelicans and the and the, I forgot whoever else we lost to the Hornets. He said we were out coached. He got out coached, and then he cussed the team out, and the team has responded after he cussed them out. So shout out to the team for playing better basketball, more sense of urgency in that first quarter and in the third quarter. The second half, third quarter, it's been where we won our lost games in that third quarter. Usually when we come out lackadaisical in that third quarter, that's when we lose. But we came out hard in that third quarter. So shout out to West Enzo Jr. Just shout out to the team overall. Seven guys in double figures was huge. Yeah, and one of the keys I said in that Mavericks game, I said they, they can't be the comeback kids. They can't get down big and expect to come back on the road. They kept it close. You know, they they that seven range, seven point range, et cetera, they never got down too big. It was always one run and you right back in the game. And that's how you got to do it. You know, you ain't going to be up the whole game. But when you're down, you can't allow yourself to get down too big, especially on the road. And they did not do that. They didn't get down big. And it was able to come back within reason. So 
they that was a good job on hitting that key right there. I mean, you talk about some players, man. Howell Neto, he back, man. He he back. That was that was the Howell Neto that we used we were used to seeing. And maybe it was because the pace was picked up more. And I mean, the Mavericks interior defense wasn't that great either. So that helped as well, especially with just everybody really attacking the paint and shooting less threes, which is what we all want. Less threes, more getting to the basket, more mid ranges. You know, I know mid middies are frowned upon, but KCP, when it was about 20, 29 seconds left, he hit that mid range too. I mean, that was huge to put him up four after Tim Hardaway Jr. made that three-pointer to cut it down to two. KCP came down, hit the midi, got him up four. I mean, Cal Kuzma hit the big corner three after a big Daniel Gaffer offensive rebound. He had two big offensive rebounds, man. It's, he was impressive. Had his double-double. I think they said that was his first one of the season or something like that, I believe. That yeah, was his first of the season. Yeah. So, it shouldn't be. He should, he should have more than that. He should. Yeah, so... I'm I'm proud of him. That was definitely huge. Man, the team the team came together. Bradley Bale played a perfect game. I think this was his his best all around game. Ten for fourteen from the field. Middies getting to the basket. Five for six from the free throw line. Only one three, like you said. That's what we're looking for. I, I think he should be playing more of that Demar Derozan style of basketball. You know, I, now I know he ain't a, a fade away type of guy like Demar is, but I'm saying as far as getting to the basket, being a mid-range specialist, maybe putting up maybe two, maybe three threes in a game. But your bread, Brad's bread and butter at this point, I mean, we've seen it. It's, it's his mid-range game and getting to the basket. He's been struggling to shoot threes, and that's okay. You're not the best three-point shooter, but you're elite at getting to the basket and elite at creating space to shoot middies. So take advantage of that. You don't need to shoot four, five, six, seven threes. You don't need to. Um... Kyle Kuzma, 22-9 and nine rebounds. Big. I know he had the task of being on Luka. So did Denny. I mean, I, so did KCP. It was a couple guys, and I, it was tough. In that first half, the, the Mavericks were getting a lot of buckets. They got they put up 69 points in the first half. And once again, you know, the Wizards struggled in that first half defensively. They gave up a lot of points to the Thunder. And tonight, they gave up 69 in the first half against the Mavericks. But in that second half, similar to against the Thunders, they locked down. They locked down. They only gave up 45 points in that second half. So that was a good job on them locking up defensively. I mean, how on Nettle, man. Big minutes off the bench. We needed our guards to play hard. And Aaron Holiday had a good game, too. He started off aggressive. You know, we've been complaining about the guard play lately. All our guards stepped up today. So I'm happy about that, man. The, the guy stepped up. Montrez Harrell off the bench, you know, 11 points, two rebounds, did his thing. Denny did his thing, had the task of the guard and Luca. That's always tough. So I, I'm just proud of the team, man. Came together, four guys in double digits once again. So it's beautiful. I mean, it's beautiful. Shot distribution looks good. Not a, not somebody putting up 25, 30 shots. Everybody looks like they got nice shots up, efficient shots. Not a bunch of three-pointers, except for one person. But we'll get to him after we have a message from our friends. Over at Bet Online, we're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, 
NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, it I'm gonna I'm gonna start off here with my this this talking point about Davi's Bertans. <laughs> oh for five. He was a minus 14. I believe that was the highest on the team. Yep. Nobody else was in double digits for net rating in the minus except for him. He looked bad. Once again, he looked bad. And um, it was a stat that Quentin Mayo had um, put out there. If I can. Yeah, I think I got it too. He's like five yeah. points per game, 11 for 46 from the three, shooting 23% on the, on the yep. year from three. 14 yep. for 56 from the field, 25% on the on the, on the uh, season so Terrible. far. Terrible. Terrible. I mean, it's awful, man. And it's getting to a point where, I've already said it before, Davies Bertans' three-point attempts is turning into turnovers for me. You go 0 for 5 from 3, this is leading to other teams starting runs. You come in a game, you're not playing good defense, you're not shooting the ball well. You're putting up five threes and breaking five threes. You got five turnovers, in my opinion, at this point. Because nobody has confidence that the ball is going in when Davies Berton shoot anymore. You know, nobody has confidence that it's going in. You He puts the three up and you pray. You're like, maybe? Is this the day? No. I, I mean, it's bad. And if he continues to shoot like this and Rui Hachimura comes back, his minutes will diminish. I, I guarantee you. Honestly, even without Rui, to be honest with you. Even yeah, without and, and Drew Gooden brought it up today on commentary, which I thought was a very good point. I mean, he said if Davies Bertans cannot shoot, you know, maybe you need to get some DMPs. You know, and it's not hate because it's the truth. We all see it. This man has gotten paid to do one job, and he has failed to do that job consistently ever since he got paid. And that it's as simple as that. I mean, and as far as just some other bad things, 14 mm. turnovers, like you said, you want to keep the turnovers down. Right. But for the most part, I just wanted to talk about Davies <laughs> Bertans right there in that little spread. Yeah. You know, there's, go there's, ahead. There's always, you know, it's just it's just like studs and duds. You know, you got your studs, mm. you know, Coos, Brad, and I'm sorry, you know, it wasn't seven guys in double figures. It was six guys in double figures, which is better than what we – have done in the past couple of games, but yeah, Davies, I mean, he, he's been so bad. He's been awful. Ever since he returned, he's one for 15 from the field. Um, he's just a liability on defense. It doesn't really provide much right now. Five years, $80 million. Um, he's stealing money from the Washington Wizards right now. He really is. He, he's stealing money from uh, Capital One Arena, the Capital One Bank. He, he's stealing money right now. Um, Kispert deserves the minutes, and he, with or without Rui, he might have to sit on the bench. I mean, if guys are coming in, and they're providing more. If Kispert comes in and he's able to cut to the basket and do something different, then I'm playing Corey Kispert over Davies Bertans. He can sit on the bench. The only thing is you got to pump up his trade value 
to trade him. But honestly, right now, because everybody, every time there's a mock trade or the Wizards fans want to trade for somebody on social media, you know, like, yeah, let's throw Dobbies in the trade. Like, it, it's not going to work like that. It's not going to be that easy to just throw Dobbies in a trade. It's really not. You're probably going to have to package a pick just to move the contract. Um, but, yeah, other things that I did not like, I guess, duds in the game um, was the pick-and-roll defense. I thought we got cut up by Trey Burke in the beginning of the game, the former Wizard. Um, I knew he was going to – he always cooks us every time he plays us. I don't know, whatever team he's on, the Knicks, the Dallas Mavericks, whoever it is, he always cooks us and puts up at least 15 points. Um, Keebler, Maxi Keebler, um, Keyblay, or, yeah, Keyblay, I think, or Keebler. Um, he killed us in that first half. I thought we did a lot better. I think he had 13 points in the first half, but zero points in the second half. So that that is a testament. Like you said, we played a lot better defensively in the second half. It was a track meet in the first half. It was kind of a track meet in the second half too, but it was more of a track meet in the first half with that with the pace on both sides of the ball. Um, Porzingis was was killing us in that first half. I thought we did a better job on him in the second half. He only had 13 points. It was four for 12 on the field. I did. I don't think we attacked Luca enough defensively. I know they tried to hide him because he was on one leg or one ankle. Basically, he hurt his ankle. Mm-hmm. He probably really should have sat down, but he just was making some crazy uh, step back shots and making some post up mm-hmm. shots. And he, he I mean, he's, he's Luca, so he, he's just going to make some wild shots. He had thirty three and ten. Goodness gracious! Um, but I thought we didn't try to attack him and put him on an island enough. I thought we should have tried to do that a little bit more. Um, and, and, and allowing him to score on one ankle. Uh, but like I said, he's Lucas, so he, he's just going to make some, some tough shots. Um, those are the only things that I, I did not like, and like like you said, the turnovers too. We, we just got to, for some reason, we're just turning over the ball um, at a high clip right now. We're averaging at least you know, 15 to 16 turnovers per game. Um, but once again, shout out to Daniel Gaffer for getting that double-double, 14 and 10. He, he just had a grown man game. He had two blocks. Um, it was funny, in the beginning of the game, KCP got a tech, because he was arguing for Gafford when he got fouled on that dunk attempt. Uh, I don't think the refs um, were, were terrible this game. Um, so I'm not going to say anything about the refs, but we just, we just got to cut down on tur- turnovers and, <clears throat> excuse me, and Berton's, um, something, something's got to happen with him, man. He, either he's got to play better or he, he's just got to sit on the bench. It's, it's as simple as that. Yeah, I mean, oh, to speak on Corey Kispert, like you said, the two backdoor cuts, I think he did more at the time where he did that. It was eight minutes. Yeah, you know and I forgot to say, Trez, Trez hit a three. Trez hit more threes than Davies. That, that buzzer beat yeah. a three. But... I mean, Corey Kisper in eight minutes at the time, he hit that second backdoor cut. He did more than Bertans did in 15 minutes. You know, and I mean, how many, how much at this point it's been so long. And it's okay when you're, you know, you got you're a free agent next year, et cetera. You don't got a bunch of money tied to you. But when you get paid, you're expected to perform. And he has not done that. You know, it's not like he has the job of Bradley Bill where he got to try to facilitate to and as well, you know, get buckets and take over in games, except, bro, just shoot the three and hit it at a respectable clip. You don't got to be great. You don't got to be Cal <laughs> Corver. JJ Reddit, just shoot the ball at an okay clip at this point, please. And he he hasn't been able to do it. So, I mean, I could talk about Davies all day, but you know, maybe the next game, guys, maybe the next game he's okay. But to talk about player of the game and to talk about X Factor, mm-hmm. um, I probably have to go with player of the game, Brad. Mm-hmm. Brad was big, 26 points, five rebounds, seven assists. 
matched up against you know Luka Doncic, he who dropped 33, 4, and 10. Efficient 10 for 14, 1, 3, 5 for 6 from the free throw line. Did it on the defensive end, did it on the offensive end, did it efficiently, and you know, didn't force anything, man. That was a beautiful, perfect game. That's the type of game he should want to play every single night. That's the type, that's how you want it to be right there. X Factor, I got to go DG. First double-double of the season. Had the poster on KP. Had the two big boy offensive rebounds. I mean, I love it, man. Daniel ja Daniel Gafford gets the X Factor for me. Yeah, go-go Gafford had a heck of a night again. I'm, I'm very impressed by the way he's playing in, in, the, in the past two games. I want him to keep it up. Um, my player of the game is Bradley Bill. He's gotten a lot of slander, and and he's right, kind of rightfully so. The way he he's been terrible from the three point line. He hasn't been good shooting the ball anywhere uh, from the field, to be honest. Up to you know what we expect from Bradley Bill to get paid the supermax deal that everybody's talking about the five year two hundred forty two million dollar. He has not played up to that contract, in my opinion, either. We know the body, the full body of work of his career, of course. You know, we're like, okay, you know, we're not mad if we pay him something like that. We do think he could be a guy who uh, is deserving of that that contract. Um, tonight, he played like a guy who deserves that contract. 26 points, um, did what he was supposed to do, got to his spots, got a bucket whenever he felt like getting a bucket, and didn't force anything. And the turnovers he did, cut down on the turnovers. He had he had three turnovers, so that that's better than what he's done in the past. And didn't he didn't have the killer turnovers that kill us in the last two minutes of a game tonight. Um Gaff was the X factor for it. Could have been KCP. KCP uh, hit all his free throw six for six, 16 points. He was a plus 13. Gaffer was a plus 14, 14 points at 10 boards, two blocks. The Duncan Porzingis just protecting the rim, being a presence. He stepped up big for us. So um, he, he was definitely an X factor. I almost forgot to talk about Kuzma's and one dunk. I want to see more of that from Kuz mm -hmm. playing under control, not dribbling the ball too much, but just putting his head down, playing downhill, um, being aggressive and dunking on guys. I think he should be able to dunk on more people and be and finish stronger around the rim. So that's what I love to see from Kuz. But yeah, X-Factor was Daniel Gafford. Yeah, man. It's just a great game for the Wizards. A great win. I'm proud of them. 13-7. and seven. I mean, if you want to look around the East, Bulls loss, Hornets loss, Nets loss. So, pretty good day. As far as Eastern Conference standings for the Wizards, Man, uh, the Wizards got the San Antonio Spurs up next. Can't take them lightly either. Of course, over there they got, let's look at who played, uh, Keldon Johnson, Murray, obviously, White, uh, Jacob Pirtle. I mean, Brian Forbes. They got a nice squad over there, man. Lonnie Walker. Ooh. They got guys. You yeah, know, we haven't won in San Antonio, what is it, 1999? That's the oh, last yeah. one we won in San Antonio? It's been, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's been oh I, that may be the longest of the teams <laughs> of that they haven't won in an arena. Yeah, it's when the Wizards the had good seasons in the past, they yeah. could not win in San Antonio. Yeah, it's I mean, almost it to the point where where we weren't even alive yet in 1999. Yeah, like, I mean, hopefully they can get this <laughs> over this hump. Hopefully, you know, they did it in Dallas. Maybe this right. year. They, you know, double up in Dallas, man. Double up That's in right. Dallas. Get, get, get off that Texas curse. Whatever right. they got going on. Right. They cannot win in Texas. So, I mean, that's all I got for you guys. We got, I mean, we're happy, man. You know, we're happy two-game win streak after a two-game losing streak. We was getting worried there a little bit. You know, we said before OKC, 
you know, it was gut check time, man. It was do or die. We felt like we needed, we felt like the team needed to get that dub. I didn't care if it was ugly or pretty. Just get the dub. And they got the dub. And they got the dub again today. You know, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going, guys. So that's it, guys. You know, of course, Ed, we got to end it off with the dub, man. The guys get the dub. Two game win streak. Feeling good. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good night. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Peace. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.